With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable when it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit contains eight essential medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, and z Rest easy knowing that their chief medical team, including Dr. Peter McCullough, stand behind every kit. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Don't take chances. Secure your family's health today with The Wellness Company. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. One and all to the Dennis Prager Show. My name is Bob France, sitting in for Dennis. At the start of this Memorial Day weekend, I'm coming to you live from the ReliefFactor.com studios of AM 1420, The Answer. It's my home base in Cleveland, Ohio. It's always an honor and a privilege to sit in for Dennis. And I cannot wait for Monday, Memorial Day. It's phenomenal. I can't. we got a great plan. My wife and I and our family, what we're going to do is we're going to head to Target early uh, on, uh, on uh, Monday morning, going to buy ourselves a couple of cases of Bud Light. We're going to take those Bud Light cases, we're going to put them in a cooler, we're going to invite all of my buddies over, and we're going to have a barbecue and watch a Dodgers game. It's a hell of a time that we have got planned. I hope you've got plans as good as ours. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, going, to go, it's going to go well, I think, right? Uh, wow. First, a note of seriousness. Memorial Day is something that should not be made light of. I mean, I'm making light of companies, not the holiday, but in all seriousness. Um, Take the time. It's not just a three-day weekend for everybody. Take the time. I don't care if you're traveling or not. And by the way, if you're traveling, I'd like to know if you won the lottery because I need to know how the hell you're affording gas or airfare uh, because of Biden or the you know Biden inflation. It's still extraordinary. I think gas around three seventy-five a gallon. Last time I looked near me, it's just ridiculous. It didn't have to be this way. But let me get back to the point. Whether you're traveling or not, and enjoying the three-day weekend and the festivities. Take note of what it's for. Memorial Day, I mean, ostensibly, yes, it's to memorialize all who have died. If you have loved ones, family, and friends, and so forth, certainly if you pay a visit to a cemetery, it's certainly understandable, reasonable, respectful, and and uh, and it's part of what the day is for. But more specifically, it is to memorialize those who gave their lives, those who put it all on the line, those who sacrificed everything that we might have what we do, freedom and liberty in a great republic, one uh, that was gifted to us through the blood and the sacrifice of so many. And so let's just take a moment, at least a moment, during the the Memorial Day weekend to commemorate that. You see, there's going to be a parade in my town on Monday, and we're going to be there. My wife and I have gone to every Memorial Day parade for the last, I want to say, 20 years with the exception of the two in 2020 and 21, in which the COVID fear uh, scared everybody away and they couldn't hold the parade. But um, we're going to be there because I like parades and I'm proud of my country and I'm proud to be there celebrating um, such you know a- achievements. What kind of achievements do we celebrate on a Memorial Day parade or at a Memorial Day parade? What do we see? We see veterans groups walking and marching. Their achievements cannot be understated. I'm proud of people who achieve great things. I'm proud of myself if I achieve great things. 
You're going to see military vehicles on parade. You're going to see flags. You're going to see history. You're going to see first responders. It's a wonderful event, this Memorial Day parade that's coming up. I'm very much looking forward to it. Because I'm proud of the soldiers, the patriots, literally, in the Revolutionary War who saw fit and who had the guts, they had the courage, had the, had the fortitude to tell the king, no more shall we suffer under your oppression. No more shall we suffer under your iron fist. No more shall we allow the monarchy to rule us. We will rule ourselves. We will be a nation all unto our own. We declare our independence and we will fight for that independence. We will die for that independence. That's a hell of an achievement, don't you think? And every soldier or Marine or airman or sailor or guardsman or anybody else who has fought to defend that which was given to us back then throughout all of the 230 plus years since then in every war, in every skirmish, in every attempt to try to take down that which we treasure so deeply. I'm proud of them for their achievements. And that's why we go to a parade like this, because we're proud of them. But there's a difference. There's a difference between being proud of something that has been achieved and being proud just, well, for no reason whatsoever. And that's what I've been pondering because we are just a few days away from the beginning of the month of groom. And yes, I have made the official switch. I don't know if I have the authority, but we now have months, January, February, March, April, May, groom, July, August, September, October, November, December. I have officially made the decision, and I want everybody to carry through with this on social media. Anytime you refer to the month that follows May... It is no longer going to be referred to as the month of June. It's going to be the month of groom because that is what they have declared it. It's a month, a full month of pride parades, nights at the ball yard, displays in the stores, community parks. It's pride month. But what in reality is the goal of pride month? It's to pull young children into the lifestyle that those who are celebrating with their quote-unquote pride want to do. It is grooming children, and that's why I will always refer to the month of groom. For example, I think the Dodgers are going to have their hate festival in which they express their hatred of Catholics and Christians by giving an award called the, are you ready for it, the Community Hero Award to a drag group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence that dress in lewd caricatures of Catholic nuns. This is a group that that does the most vile, blasphemous display and, and, and utter contempt and hatred for Christians and particularly Catholics that you can even imagine. Decorum prohibits me from reading everything that they do, but I'm probably going to go ahead and skip decorum and tell you anyway in due time. But 
that group is among the groups that is going to be receiving an award called the Community Hero Award as they take part in the Pride event on Groom 16th, I think it is, in Los Angeles. Now, the Dodgers are not the only team that are going to have grooming events called Pride Days. In fact, I think all 30 baseball teams are going to do it. I guarantee you it will be on display if you watch any of the NBA finals that extend into June. It'll be in stores all over the place, particularly stores that feel like losing massive amounts of money. It's going to be in your community centers. It's going to be in your parks. It's going to be everywhere. So I got to thinking, and for those who listened to my Cleveland show this morning, I apologize for the redundancy, but for the rest of the nation listening right now, I had a, I had to do this. I, I found myself last night on Twitter, and I caught sight of a, of a tweet. It, 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 I couldn't help it, and, and, and I could not help responding to it. And I didn't even know what I was going to respond. I just almost started typing blindly um, without even considering what I, my, it's like my fingers were moving, you know, outside of my own consciousness in all truthfulness. But there was, um, there was a tweet that I saw from somebody who says he's an NBC Universal uh, retired executive. Okay, whatever. But the tweet um, essentially had a huge waving pride flag on it. Okay, the tweet did. It, you know, it was like an you know, animated uh, gif of, of a pride flag. And the comment that was made by the tweeter was this. You can pull all the merchandise you want. You can boycott all the products you want. You can put in effect all the policies and laws you want, but you cannot cancel pride. We won't let you. And so almost, almost absentmindedly, I let my fingers just start typing, and I typed the following response. Pride in what? What have you accomplished that deserves pride parades, pride days, pride months, pride displays? Serious question proud of what because pride is usually something as i stated why we're going to have a prideful celebration on monday memorial day pride is usually something that someone feels in themselves because they accomplished something or somebody else that they know accomplished something and you're proud of them so what to the community that that owns pride month is your great feat your incredible accomplishment that commands all of this attention. What have you done and accomplished that deserves, quote-unquote, pride? We're going to talk about this in some depth. I'm Bob France, in for Dennis Prager. We'll be back. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code PRAGER. 
MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. You know, uh, I got into radio 25 years ago so people wouldn't have to see me. <laughs> now we're doing radio on television. Uh, yeah, watch it, enjoy it, listen to it, do whatever you can. But if you must look away, I understand. So I want to go back. Bob Franson for Dennis Prager. Live in Cleveland, Ohio. We're at ElitFactor.com studios. WHKRadio.com. If you're ever listening, interested in listening to the show that comes on before Dennis, that's mine from 9 until noon out of Cleveland, Eastern Time, 9 until noon, Eastern Time, WHKRadio.com. We're going to open up the phone line shortly, 877-243-7776, 8-Prager-776. But I want to explore this pride issue a little bit more. I talked about this this morning with my Cleveland audience, and I want to talk about it with you. When you accomplish something, I I was very proud last Saturday when my daughter walked across the stage at Hillsdale College and received her degree and and was handed that diploma from from Dr. Larry Arn um, with a magna cum laude degree in biology, and she's off to law school this fall at the University of Tennessee. You better believe I was proud. She accomplished something. She did something. That's pride. The Memorial Day Parade I was just talking about. On Monday, we're going to be very proud. That's why whenever veterans walk by, we are going to stand and clap for them at the Memorial Day Parade like we do every year. We're proud of them. Somebody tell me about Pride Month. Somebody tell me about the month of groom that is to come. Tell me what we're celebrating, what achievement happened. What did these people who are going to be doing pride parades and having pride events and being given pride night at the ball game, what did they accomplish to have such pride? What is it that they are doing that makes it worthy for people to stand up in unison and applaud and clap for them? What have they done? Other than existing. Are we supposed to stand and clap because they stand there and say, I am a man and I prefer sexual activity with other men. Clap for me. I am a woman and I prefer sexual activity with other women. I'm the L in LGBTQ. Clap for me. Well, yeah, you know what? Hold my Bud Light. I am a man who likes to have sexual activity with other men and with women. I'm the B in LGBT. Clap for me. So you're telling me we're celebrating Pride Month for people simply because of their sexual proclivities, their sexual preferences, what types of sex, what types of partners they choose to have? But wait, 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 wait. Over there. Hi, I was assigned birth, at birth rather, uh, male, the male sex, but I, re- in reality, am a woman. Clap for me. Put me on the field at Dodger Stadium. Clap for me. I think I'm something that I'm not. 
And the woman over there says, oh, yeah, I was born and assigned the, the, the female gender at birth, but I'm a male. Clap for me. And then, oh, you guys hold my Bud Light in front of a Target store because I was born a male or a female, but I really don't feel like either one. I am nothing. Clap for me. There's pride in my achievement of recognizing myself as nothing. Or, actually, I was born the same way, but I kind of feel a little bit of male one day, a little bit of female another day. Clap for me. And then, of course, there's the guy over there wearing the dog fetish mask who says, I am Therian. I'm trans-Therian. I'm not man nor woman nor human. I identify as an animal. Clap for me. What I want to know is why anybody is clapping for any of these things that are not accomplishments. Why, why is there a pride month, which happens in the month of groom, for people simply because of their sexual proclivities, sexual preferences, or their psychological and psychiatric disorders? How on earth did that become a national pride month? Someone's going to need to explain this to me like I'm a six-year-old, or less maybe. Somebody tell me how the veterans that we're going to honor on Monday who sacrificed for this country and gave their lives on Memorial Day get one day for us to show our pride and our respect for them. Tell me how it is that the birth of our nation, the sacrifices made by all of those revolutionaries, all of those patriots who gave us this country, they get one day, Independence Day, July 4th, for us to show our pride in country. But somehow, because somebody says, I'm male and I like sex with other males, or I'm neither male nor female, but I'm part animal, they get an entire month to celebrate that deviancy. How? What, 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 did we lose a war I'm not aware of? That we have been overtaken by insanity? Because that's what this sounds like. I saw a tweet this morning. It was actually during my morning show, which I just wrapped before we started. My local show in Cleveland, Ohio, WHKRadio.com. I saw a tweet that included a video. And the question asked by the, the tweeter was, why are people bringing kids to this? And included in the tweet was an eight-second video of a pride parade. Remember, we were just talking about it. What have you done to earn parade status for people to line the streets at both sides, for you to parade by and be applauded and cheered. What have you done to earn parade status? And the answer can be found in this eight-second video. Now, I apologize in advance for describing this to you, but this is radio. This is all I can do. If it's the TV side, we probably could put it up in another segment maybe, but you wouldn't want to see it anyway. There is an adult male naked save for a string bikini-style bottom that he's wearing, leather boots, leather gloves, and a dog mask. And he's marching in this pride parade on the end of a leash. And he's marching on all fours. He's crawling. 
In this video, at the beginning of it, you see a young child petting the top of his head. Now, the leash is being held by another naked man in some sort of bizarre leather, uh, nearly naked, like I said, but leather-studded outfit. And the person in front of him, a black man, are you ready for this? A black male is wearing the same type of outfit. He stops in this eight-second video long enough for a white male in the same naked but leather-studded, you know, strategically placed things, he stops to allow himself to be whipped by the white man. And we're supposed to see this as being pride? I've got more coming up. 34 minutes past the hour now. 26 minutes before the top of the next one. Welcome back. I'm Bob France in for Dennis. Uh, good to be here on this uh, kind of start of the Memorial Day weekend. I want to finish the description that I was giving of the the video, the eight-second video of a pride parade from last year. And we're about to be inundated with uh, a month of this, a full month of this stuff. And I described the fetishist wearing nothing but a string bikini bottom, this male. Uh, oh, he, did, he does have a bandana around his neck, so that's, that covers a little. And he's wearing a dog fetish mask, and he's being petted by or pet by a young child. Also on this video, as I started to say, in front of him and to his left, there is a black male wearing also nothing except some sort of weird bottom along with leatherish boots and sunglasses and he stops to allow a white man who is also naked with ex- the exception of his leather studded it, it's not even a it's 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 like a thong it's not even a bikini bottom you literally see his bare rear while the white man comes up behind the black man who has stopped and bent over on a public road with people including children, all visible on either side of the street, while the white man comes up behind him and whips him with a cat of nine tails twice on his, his, his naked rear end. There are more dog fetishers and more naked leather-studded uh, uh, marchers in this pride parade who are being applauded by parents, who are being applauded by children and it cannot it begs a few questions number one how and why is this public indecency legal number one number two why are these people not in psychotherapy asylums instead of being on public streets I've got a friend and an associate who says so much of what was desperately needed in this country was taken away from us by the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think he's not off on that. I think he's right. Because of the way those asylums were portrayed, there are people who have no business being in decent society. They haven't committed crimes, but they are threats. In a variety of ways. Why are these people not at least in the bare minimum in therapy instead of on these streets? Number three, why are these parents abusing their children by attending this and applauding this and giving them the rights, the permission to go up and touch these things? 
who are teeming with Lord only knows what diseases. And what does this sickening deviancy have to do with pride? How is this a part of pride? What is this? I'm proud to be a sick, demented, deviant, sexual fetishist? So give me a parade? Let's put it another way. If this display happened in front of kids, in front of some school playground, in a month other than groom, people would call the police and say there are naked men doing sexual things to and with one another in front of a playground. And the police would come. And arrests would be made. But because it happens in the month of groom, it's considered to be prideful. Hey, no, it's just they're expressing their pride and their deviancy and their fetishes. And they're showing it to children. Why? To teach them that it's okay, that it's normal, that this is normalcy. And we're proud of being fetishists. I asked somebody on my program this morning, I asked everybody about this, but somebody called and said this and said, I'll give you an answer. It's one word. It's narcissism. These people love themselves so much that they are perfectly comfortable going out there and look, saying, look at me. I'm a deviant. Look at me. I'm wearing a dog mask. I don't think I'm human. Applaud me. Be proud of me for being different. And I said, you're half right. The narcissism is true, but it's much more than that. There's a second half to that element. The second half to that is sadism. Sadists take pleasure, usually sexually gratifying pleasure in the discomfort or the pain or the suffering of others. And they like to watch people cringe. It turns them on to do this in front of other people because he knows it makes them uncomfortable. It makes them want to wretch. So my question to you is, will you be participating in Pride Month? All right, 1244. I'm sorry, 44 after the hour. It's 1244 where I am on the East Coast, or at least in the Eastern time zone. But uh, welcome. Bob France sitting in for Dennis. Going to open up the phone lines to 8 Prager 776 877-243-7776. Simple question. Are you going to celebrate Pride Day? Are you going to do anything to stop, Pride Month rather, are you going to celebrate any of the Pride events that are going to happen in the month of groom in your community? That's what I want to know. If you're in Los Angeles and you're a Dodgers fan, are you going to do, you know, Dennis actually on Prager, I should probably pull this up. Dennis has on PragerU or the team at PragerU has a petition going right now. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Um, yeah. Prager you tell the Dodgers to keep radical agendas out of sports. The Los Angeles Dodgers plan to give a community hero award to an anti-Catholic group of activist drag queens. Tell the Dodgers to keep radical, hateful agendas out of our sports. And then it's a, it's a literal petition to be signed there. On Groom 16, 2023, the L.A. Dodgers will host LGBTQ plus Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. As part of the pregame ceremony, the Dodgers will, Dodgers will give a community hero award. To the Los Angeles chapter of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a self-described order of queer and trans nuns that mocks and degrades Christians and Catholics. So I'm going to know, if you're a Christian or a Catholic, 
uh, you don't have to be either. You can be Jewish, but still empathize with, uh, you know, with, with Christians and Catholics about what is being done to their faith. It's the only religion that can be mocked in such ways. And, and have it be acceptable to the point where the Los Angeles Dodgers and Major League Baseball, its parent organization, would be giving a community hero award to a group that does such incredibly hateful, vile things. No other religion would be forced to suffer this. If they tried to do this in some way, mocking, trotting out drag queens dressed in, you know, Hasidic Jewish garb or Orthodox Jewish garb or Islamic clerical garb or, I mean, anything that would be anti-Semitic would be buried uh, by, by Major League Baseball and the Dodgers. Anything that would be, you know, anti-Muslim would be, but it's anti-Christian and Catholics. Let's not just allow them to be on the field on Pride Night. Let's give them a community hero award. What is the heroism for? What what is what have they done? What did they accomplish? Let me give you a little bit of background on what the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence have done. Um, on Easter Sunday, they did a pub crawl that mocks the Stations of the Cross. As they got to each bar on their pub crawl, which was another station in Jesus' suffering and his passion, they called out, We adore thee, O Christ. And the audience responded with, love you, mean it, let's do brunch. Just to mock Catholics. They're getting an award. They've hosted a hunky Jesus competition to find the hottest Jesus character that they could create. Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio, when he got wind of the Dodgers giving this award to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, wrote a letter to the Dodgers, and I think to Rob Manfred, a major, yeah, it's to Major League Baseball, to Commissioner Rob Manfred, told them a little bit more about what you're about to honor and how grossly inappropriate this is. And Rubio described some of the other things they did. The Sisters, he wrote, are men who dress in lewd imitation of Roman Catholic nuns, and their motto is, Go and sin some more. A direct mockery and perversion of Jesus Christ's command to go and sin no more. Their Easter ceremony featured children's programming at the start, followed by the drag show. So the kids are there, in which they dress in blasphemous imitations of Mary, Mother of God, and Jesus. Then they, uh, he goes on to talk, talk about the pub crawl that I just mentioned as well. And, and Marco Rubio asked, do you believe that the L.A. Dodgers are being inclusive and welcoming to everyone by giving an award to a group of gay and transgender drag performers that intentionally mock and degrade Christians, and not only Christians, but nuns who devote their lives to serving others? Marco Rubio, of course, got no response. The Dodgers apologized for even thinking of disinviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, And now they're giving them an award. I want to know, anybody listening in California right now, particularly in Los Angeles, if you're a Dodger fan, will you support, and if you're a Christian or a Catholic especially, will you go to Dodger games? Not just the one on Groom 16th when they're going to do this nonsense, but all Dodger games. Or do you agree with me that the Dodgers and Major League Baseball must be bud-lighted? You understand? They must. 
suffer the same financial consequences that Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch are suffering. They're giving their beer away in stores. And when they can't give it away, they're being forced to buy it back because it's expiring on the shelves. They're losing billions, tens of billions. Target, which is doing much of the same stuff, Target is putting displays up with little toddler clothes, toddler clothes, toddler rainbow shirts that say, I'm glad to be queer. What's a two-year-old know about being queer? They're selling kids uh, female bathing suits that are described on the label or the tag as being tuck-friendly. You understand that? So that boys can tuck in that which makes them boys and still wear girls' bathing suits. This is what Target's doing. You know what's happened to Target? They've lost $9 billion in a week. A week. That's not $9 million. That's with a B. And people are calling Target and telling them, I want to close my credit card account, my Target card account. And people are asking why. The, uh, the uh, customer service reps are asking why, and people are telling them why. Because you're grooming children. That's why. That has to continue, and it has to happen in Major League Baseball. I can promise you this. I don't live in Los Angeles, and I don't buy Dodger blue paraphernalia or clothing either, but I do, or I used to be a fan of the Cleveland Indians when they were allowed to be the Indians. I will not watch it. I will not buy anything associated with it, and I hope that's the case all across this country. Major League Baseball must suffer the same financial fate as Bud Light and Target and more. It has to happen. I want to know, which side are you on? Are you on the side of your faith and decency, or are you on the side of this perversion? We'll be back. When it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable, you can't afford to take chances when it comes to your health. Introducing the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit, the gold standard solution for your peace of mind. Inside, you'll find eight critical medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, z and more, accompanied by a comprehensive and easy-to-follow guidebook empowering you to take back control of your health. From tick bites to COVID to extreme bioterror events, you're covered at any time. The Wellness Company's chief medical board is made up of none other than Dr. Drew Pinsky, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Risch, and more truth-telling doctors who are committed to building a parallel healthcare system. This medical emergency kit will be your lifeline. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Secure your family's health today with the Wellness Company's medical emergency kit. Bob France sitting in for Dennis Prager, and we're asking the question. If you're Catholic and Christian and a baseball fan, are you willing to give up baseball? The way you did your Bud Light, the way you did maybe your Target card. Are you willing to give up watching something that is so grossly and just blatantly hateful of you and what you stand for? Because I will tell you this, if we as Christians and Catholics and our Jewish friends, if we can't stand up to this kind of hate, what do we stand for? What do you stand for? History shows that mockery of Christ, mockery of God, has not gone well for the mockers. Are you going to stand up to them? Uh, the number is uh, 877-243-7776. That's 8Prager776. Steve is in Prescott, Arizona. You are on the Dennis Prager Show. Steve, Bob France sitting in. Fire away. Howdy, Bob. You're doing a great fill-in, John, by the way. Um, Thank you. So, 
I'm a Jew, and unlike Dennis, I really don't give a rip about baseball. But I am utterly outraged, not only that the Dodgers would even think of hosting this, but that they initially rejected it, and then they decided, no, you know what, we're going to flip the bird to the rest of America, uh, especially Catholic America. Yeah. There's roughly 70 million... There's roughly 70 million Catholics in America Indeed. and and a couple hundred Indeed. a couple hundred million Christians uh and 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 they basically said we're we are going to take the side of a small handful of deviants who hate Catholicism and we're going to honor them and Indeed. we're going to tell the couple hundred million Christians we don't care about you. It's an astounding thing. Indeed. Bob, while you were giving your monologue, it got me to thinking the Greeks are known for contributing many, many things to Western civilization. But it seems like um, uh, it, it just occurred to me while you were giving your monologue that the left has constantly harped on the fact that we are a democracy and not a democratic republic. Well, it, it just occurred to me maybe one of the reasons they're doing it is they like two things that the Greeks gave us, and that is uh, pederasty and uh and democracy and forget all the other great stuff <laughs> that's an interesting that's an interesting uh observation my friend and i appreciate it thanks very much i don't know whether it's uh, whether it's from greece or or not but i will tell you this what uh what they are doing right now what they are perverting uh, is the mind of children. Adults can be adults, and if they want to do things that are, uh, you know, that, that, that are considered to be deviant by many people, I don't care what its culture is, go be adults, do it in the privacy of your own place. But to bring children into this, which is what they're doing, especially with Pride Month, is something we cannot abide by. We absolutely must stand up against this. Um, I've got a lot of people on hold. Stay there. We're guest-free. This is a completely call-in show today on The Dennis Prager Show. My name is Bob France. I'm glad to have you here. We're coming right back to your calls next. What a wonderful world. It is a wonderful world. It absolutely is a wonderful world. But the beauty and the wonder must be protected. The beauty of this world, the wonders of this world must be protected. They must be defended. Because they are under extreme attack. Welcome. Six minutes after the start of hour number two. I'm Bob France sitting in for Dennis Prager live in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't do Twitter well because I always forget to promote myself. I used to have a Twitter account with 40,000 followers. I quit it because I kept getting shadow banned before Elon bought it. Now I'm back and I've got like 6,000. I never tell anybody it's there. It's there. Dennis Prager national audience. It's there. France rants on Twitter. And there's a reason I'm telling you about it now, because it's something I was just uh, made aware of during the break. Uh, France Rants, F-R-A-N-T-Z, Rants, R-A-N-T-Z. That's how you find me on Twitter, France Rants. And um, I I was talking last hour, right after the top of the show, about um, one of the videos that I'd seen of one of the pride parades from last year. 
I think it was in San Francisco. Uh, it would seem it would be on brand if it was. But the sad truth is, these kinds of things are happening in small town America as well, all over this country. Anyway, I told you about a video uh, of the uh, Pride Parade, which uh, a term that should not exist because they have accomplished nothing uh, of which to be proud. Uh, this is just this is insanity. But um, I just saw another video on Twitter during the break that I was commenting on and I was sharing actually on my Facebook page. You can find me there, too. I post publicly at Bob France. And um, this is what the vile, repugnant uh, left, the, the irredeemably dishonest left does. They took a video of a Target store that had been just completely trashed, demolished, destroyed robbed, stripped of everything. And there's a video of it, a lengthy video, 30 seconds or so. And the tweet reads, this is what conservatives did to a Target store who put up gay pride displays. Still think right-wing extremism isn't a real problem? That's what they posted. And the problem is, the video is from the George Floyd riots from 2020. They repurposed the trashing, looting, and destruction of a Target store from 2020 for today to use as anti-conservative propaganda because conservatives are calling for a boycott, not a burn, loot, crush, steal, you know, murder protest the way the left generally does. They called for an economic boycott. We have, I have, called for an economic boycott of Target. And it's working. $9 billion in losses in one week. It took Bud Light like a month to lose, well, not a month, two, three weeks uh, to lose, you know, $9 billion. And they continue to lose. Now they're in the tens of billions of dollars. We are organizing boycotts of some of these places to stand up. For decency, for fam- for the wonders of the world that we displayed in there. That's what we're doing to protect this republic, to protect the future, to protect our children, to protect our culture, to protect it all. We need to stand up against this vile hatred and this extreme decadence. It just and, and this isn't pearl clutching. This isn't oh uh, you know everybody has to walk around saying the saying prayer. Nobody is suggesting that. But to pervert children and to celebrate deviancy and to try to normalize it in the interest of indoctrinating kids into a lifestyle rather than educating kids in the strict Western civilization with our, you know, uh, 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 not policy, but culture of the nuclear family being the bedrock. Instead, they want to destroy the nuclear family altogether. There's an article I read a couple of days ago in The Federalist pointing this out. You know, this is something, and I'm getting a little bit off in the weeds on this, but not a ton, and I'm going right back to your calls. But back when the Obergefell decision was made and same-sex marriage was legalized in America, even though marriage had never been mentioned in the Constitution before, they wrote it in. And everybody said, 
one man, one woman, who says it has to be one man, one woman, and they said that can be changed. Same-sex marriage can apply. We can make it one man and one man, or one man and or one woman and one woman. And, and during that period of time and the whole debate over that issue of same-sex marriage, I kept shouting to anybody who would listen that you're neglecting something here if you're only focused on them changing the words man and woman to man and man. You're neglecting the other part of what that says. And that's the numbers. If they can change one man and one woman to being one man and one man, why can't they change the number from one and one to any other number? That's what I was screaming, and nobody would listen, and nobody talked about that. And here I have in front of me an article from The Federalist from uh, two days ago on Wednesday, as they write about a New York Times story about polyamory uh, puff pieces proving conservative Christians right. The left has lost the ability to say no to anything that's demanded in the name of sexual liberation. And that means it's not just one man and one man or one woman and one woman. You know, it's just, you know, why are you being so, uh, you know, being so, uh, uh, you know, phobic? And why are you being so ist against all of these people uh, who just want to, you know, love wins? You know, two men love each other, two women. And I kept saying, watch it. And here we are. Once again, the Federalist notes, we have gone from you're a bigot for suggesting this will never happen to you're a bigot for not supporting it now that it is happening. And it is happening. The piece featuring a a, a town in uh, Massachusetts called Somerville says interest in non-monogamy seems to be on the rise across the country. The conservative alarmists were right, and they were right for precisely the reasons they gave at the time. The poly movement's champions see their cause as the natural extension of the LGBT movement, the natural extension of gay marriage. Not just two men, but how about two men, one woman? How about Three women, two men, all married, all equal spouses under the law. That's what they're trying here. It's not just polygamy in the old-fashioned sense of the word polygamy, where one man takes many wives. We're talking about polyamory uh, 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 relationships in which they're literally having groups, group marriages. And you know what comes next. Don't tell me this won't come next because we have been saying this is going to be the next natural expansion and offshoot of this for years and years and years now. Oh, no, it won't. Here we are. What comes next is non-humans. You know this is coming. You already have an acceptance because of the trans movement of this Therian nonsense, where, where human beings say, I identify as a cat. I identify, children doing this, I identify as a dog. And if somebody has to be respected for whatever they feel like, in the male-female sense, you know, the, the trans male to female, female to male, if you have to accept that because it's truly what they believe, then you have to accept that they are an animal if that's what their identity is. And if that animal can be married to a human then we have established that it won't take very long for animals to be able to be married to humans. And yes, to have their marriages conjugated. You understand where this heads? And ultimately and inevitably, it eventually is going to become where human adults can marry and conjugate their unions with children. Pedophilia will be legalized, first normalized, 
then decriminalized, then legalized. Watch it. Mark it down. They've already taken the first steps. You can't call a predator a predator anymore. You can't call a pedophile a pedophile anymore. You know what they've done. The politically correct term for a pedophile is a minor attracted person. It's just another sexual orientation. It's just like you can't fault a man for being attracted to other men. That's their choice. It's just his orientation. You can't fault a woman for being attracted to a woman. You can't fault somebody who's just born with an attraction to children. Watch it happen, my friends. There is no slippery slope anymore. We're already down it. We're already down it, and we're on skates. That's reality. That's what's happening. You don't think this stuff matters. Watch it. All right, back to your calls right after this. Yes, I think to myself. What a wonderful Okay, 21 minutes past the hour. Bob France sitting in for Dennis. <clears throat> Good to be with you on this Friday, Memorial Day weekend Friday. So that video I was describing earlier on of the Pride Parade, um, I told you it's radio, so I could only give you the best description that I could so you understood the, you know, the depravity of it all and the fact that children are around watching the whole thing and clapping and so forth. Um, for those watching the show on, you know, DennisPrager.com or on wherever it is that we, we have it blasted in a few different places, um, I asked the team to go ahead and put that video up. And they looked at it, and they said, we can't put that up there. And I said, exactly. Isn't that the point? We can't put these, these leather, bikini-wearing men sexualizing one another on a public a public street in a parade route on video because it's simply inappropriate. It's graphic. It's disgusting. And yet it's on the streets. Here's, here's a last note on this, and then I'll go right back to the calls. This is a frustrating part. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't emphasized this yet, but if you did see the video, if you find, follow me on Twitter, you can see it there. That's where I found it. France Rants on Twitter. F-R-A-N-T-Z, R-A-N-T-Z. If you watch that video, you'll see exactly what I described with a male, a, a, a basically naked male on all fours being walked on a leash by another basically naked male, while another naked male is, is whipping the, rear, the, the naked buttocks of another naked male, all in front of children as they grind and pervert themselves and so forth. What do you think the likelihood would be that whatever town approved that parade and all of that content that I just described, if it wasn't homosexual sexuality being displayed? In other words, a female in a G-string and next to no bra, in fact, she probably wouldn't even have one if we're going to make this even, on all fours, being led around on a dog leash by a male wearing the leather uh, thong, a female stopping, bending over, 
with her thonged rear end in the air while a male comes up behind her and whips her with a cat of nine tails and she, she you know, kind of shimmies her shoulders in delight. If this was just pure pornographic display of male and female sexual expression, what do you think the odds are that would be approved? by any city council or anybody else who grants, you know, the, 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 the permits for parades and for, uh, you know, for, for whatever public presentations. You think that would be approved? You know it wouldn't, and so do I. That would be just considered pornography, and people would be arrested if they tried that. But because it's gay pornography, it's celebrated as a part of Pride Month. Can somebody explain to me how that works? Heterosexual pornography banned. Gay pornography cheered. Celebrated. It's like the books. They're talking about Ron DeSantis banned books. and No, he didn't. They took pornographic books off of school library shelves, classroom shelves. It's not his fault that the pornography that was on the shelves in print and in illustration, was gay pornography. It's just, it's pornography. It doesn't belong there, period. That's why there's not a penthouse next to the Sports Illustrated and the National Geographic on the school uh, magazine rack. Because pornography isn't permitted in schools. So why would they permit pornographic literature and illustrations on elementary and and middle and high school bookshelves? It's never been done before, but it's being defended because it's, it's pride pornography. You see, because these people have different sexual orientations and proclivities than normal people, so therefore it must be celebrated. Somebody make that make sense to me. And I don't care how many people are screaming at the radios, transphobe, homophobe, right now. I don't care. I'm right. I'm right. And in your heart of hearts, you know all of this that we are discussing is wrong. Let's go to um, Charles. Charles, you are on the Dennis Prager Show. Bob France sitting in. Fire away, sir. I was just saying... um... To, to the screener that I was surprised at the Dodgers considering that their major constituent group is Hispanic and Mexican now. In fact, so much so that a Michelada is the official drink of the Dodgers. And then to do that to the number one religion and the number one group that, that follows that, that group, uh, that religious group, I thought that was particularly offensive to them. You're right. And, and, and to me, uh, and, and Charles, thank you for that very, very uh, astute point and, and a great observation. To me, the boycott here shouldn't come from just the fans, and especially, as you say, if the fan base is largely Hispanic or, or Latin American or whatever, I, I think the real boycott has to come from the players. What is the percentage of Major League Baseball rosters now that is of people of Hispanic descent? Between Latin America, Central America, South America, that's not to say there aren't others. Obviously, there are. The Asian population of baseball players is rising. The best player in the world is Shohei Otani. But the overwhelming number of, of I think, and I can't prove it. I'm not going to go and do the numbers here. But if you look around Major League Baseball and follow it at all, I think the number of Hispanic players has risen to be the majority. 
There are more Hispanics than there are whites. There are more Hispanics than there are blacks. There are more Hispanics than there are Asians. It's, it's, and, and you're right. The number one religion in most Hispanic cultural you know, norms, if you will, is Catholicism. Certainly Christianity, likely Catholic. So to me, the boycott has to come from more than just the fans. The players need to say, we're not playing if you are going to mock our faith in such ways. We're not playing if you're going to bring these sisters of uh, perpetual indulgence dressed as Catholic nuns to mock the Mother Mary, to mock Jesus Christ, to mock our faith and give them a Community Hero Award. We're not playing. Our faith matters. I can recall, not that long ago actually, there was a Dodgers player, I wish I could recall his name, there were a few, there were a handful of Jewish players who refused to play when they had games on, I think it was Yom Kippur. And there was always, I used to do sports radio for a living before I moved into all news and, and, and talk radio and, and, and conservative political radio. I used to do all sports, and I remember having discussions about whether or not the player owed it to his teammates and to the fans to put his faith aside and do his job that day, or whether or not he owed it to his faith to say, well, I'm not playing. And it, yeah, Sandy Koufax is true. That isn't what I'm thinking of, though. It was much more recent. Sandy Koufax, I think, I think uh, Sandy Koufax actually missed a World Series game, didn't he? Because it came on, uh, fell on, on Yom, Yom Kippur. I, I, so, so you know, it, it would be a real strong statement, in my opinion, a strong statement for these Catholic players to say we're not going to perform if they're going to do this to our faith. We'll be back. Be a lady tonight. Luck Are you playing this so that I get Mrs. Doubtfire in my head? Is that is that what's going on here? That's what I feel like. You know, did you ever notice that? By the way, welcome to hour number three of the uh, Dennis Prager Show. Bob Brandt sitting in in Cleveland, Ohio. My ReliefFactor.com studio is WHK Radio, AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Here in Cleveland, find me on Twitter at France Rants, F-R-A-N-T-Z, Rants, R-A-N-T-Z. So um, it's kind of cute. It's kind of funny how the left likes to say, well, we've been surrounded by cross-dressing trans women for years, and you've loved them. How dare you step up the way you are now and say the trans is so evil. Or not trans, I beg your pardon, drag. That drag is so evil. I mean... Mrs. Doubtfire, did you hate that movie because it was a man dressed as a woman? How about how about Tootsie, Dudley Moore, dressed as a woman? How about Tom Hanks, America's new dad? He once dressed as a girl or a, a woman in uh, uh, Bosom Buddies. You have all of these things here. I mean, now you're telling us drag is evil and drag is bad, you hypocrites? Except, of course, I don't recall seeing any men... Dressing up like Mrs. Doubtfire in doing their strip shows at drag shows. Their sexual twerking didn't come looking like Dudley Moore did in, uh, in Tootsie. They dress sexually. They dress provocatively. They dance provocatively. Oh, I'm sorry, Dustin Hoppin. I kept saying Dudley Moore. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dustin Hoppin. Truth be told, I never saw Tootsie. 
I just knew that was one of those things. So, yeah, I should have remembered Dustin Hoffman. Appreciate that. Thank you. Doesn't matter. Point remains the same. Those were not, those were obviously for different purposes, and they were not intended to sexualize or to, uh, to titillate. You know, adult sex shows or, you know, uh, fetish shows or any of those other things. Again, it's always been 18 and over. Whether it's women dancing half naked or men taking off their clothes, you know, their women's clothes that they have and doing their, their dances, it's always been fine. When it's adults doing what adults do, it's fine. You bring it to kids. We have a different story. Listen, we've talked about the same topic for most of the two hours that we've been on the air so far. I want this last hour to be completely yours. Okay, we'll make this free-for-all Friday is what I like to call it. Uh, and uh, and anything you want to talk about is fair game. 877-243-7776. 8-Prager-776. Anything you want to do. I did mention in passing... Uh, about a segment or two ago, BLM, it was this specific video. There was a totally destroyed, cleaned out, smashed, robbed, looted Target store that's floating around the Internet now that the left is using as propaganda, saying conservatives did this to Target to retaliate for the pride uh, displays that they've got going on. It's complete hogwash. Those were torn apart stores from 2020 in the George Floyd riots. Uh, which, of course, were carried out by BLM and Antifa. And it got BLM into my mind, so I just wanted to to make sure that you knew about this. What we all said about Black Lives Matter when they first burst onto the scene was true then. It's true now, but it's only now coming into focus. Black Lives Matter was a scam, and it was a fraud. It was an attempt to enrich the people who ran it, and nothing less. The story broke just two days ago. Black Lives Matter is now headed for insolvency. They're $8.5 million in debt, despite taking in tens of millions of dollars, in fact, over $100 million over the course of the last several years. They're in debt, but the a founder of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Colors, or Colors, her brother was still paid $1.6 million last year for security services. The sister of one of the BLM board members was paid a $1.1 million salary for consulting with BLM. Patrice Colors lives in a multi-million dollar mansion. This was grift. A grift to end all grifts. And the worst part about it is, you know who suffered the most from BLM? Black people. Black people suffered the most. And you want to know why? Because to black lives matter, black lives never mattered. Green backs mattered. That's it. This was money and exploitation of the black quote-unquote struggle, the George Floyd death, it was just straight-up profiteering on controversial and and difficult situations involving the black community. And they said, we're going to uplift black lives because black lives matter. Donate. Send us money. Send us money. Send us money. And black people legitimately were saying, yeah, this is great. I can't wait to see how this benefits us. And their hopes were lifted. 
and dollars were donated from all across the spectrum for crying out loud, particularly from guilty white liberals, self-loathing white liberals who say, I'm going to virtue signal my way to feeling good about myself by giving money to Black Lives Matter because I care about black lives. All you did was line the pockets of the grifters. Nothing was done to improve the quality of black life in America, not by Black Lives Matter anyway. The quality of life for black people in America was lifted tremendously by Donald Trump. Tremendously for four years. Wages? Skyrocketing. Black wages. Unemployment? Bottoming out. Black unemployment. Homeownership? All of the things. Black Lives Matter did nothing to help black people. But they got rich. The founders... The grifters, they got rich, and now they're $8.5 million in debt. They're headed to insolvency. Black Lives Matter will be no more. It's just astounding how many people fell for this and bought into this. We knew from the beginning what the grift was, and yet somehow they got away with it. And black people paid the price, and that is a shame. Okay, uh, let's see. Where are we headed? We're going to go to... We're all over the place here. How about to a bill in California? Bill, you are on line one. There you are. I found you. Uh, you're on the Dennis Prager Show. Bob Fran sitting in. Fire away, Bill. Oh, it didn't come up. Let's see if we can punch him up. All right. I can't, can you give me line one, uh, Sean? I can't seem to make him come up there. There it is. Now I got hey, it. Bob. Bill, go ahead, sir. Yeah, hey, Bob. Uh, at least the uh, pervert pushers at Disney, Target, and the Dodgers can't force anyone to buy their overpriced, crappy products. But the local school district in Dennis's own hometown here forces kids to listen to uh, this indoctrination that there are seven different genders they can choose from and that they should, have, they should uh, have safe sex at age 12. This is what we need to boycott by pulling kids out of the local school districts to bankrupt them so they don't get state funding until they stop teaching this garbage. You are spot on, 100% correct. Uh, And I would add to that, you have to remove these board members. There is a nationwide push now to remove these left-wing, indoctrinating, uh, sexualizing board members uh, from... um, you know, from from their positions, because they're the ones who approve of everything. They're the ones who hire the administrators. They're the ones who approve the teachers, and they're the ones who approve the curriculum. And and guess what? That is exactly why these kids are being forced. You're right. Disney can't force anybody to buy their stuff or watch their movies. The Dodgers can't force you to come, but your kids are forced to go to those schools. The real and and to me, the real uh, solution here, if you will, is. Um, to make sure that the, the, the board members are replaced because you can yank your kid out of the public school, but you cannot be assured that you're going to get anything better in a private school, including parochial or Catholic schools. So many of them have gone just as woke as the public schools. Parents are lost at, you know, at a loss for what to do. So to me, the answer has to be, first of all, be very, very careful before you just say, oh, I'm going to pull my kid out of their public school. I'm going to take whatever funds I have. I'll pay tuitions and put them in private schools, only to find out those private schools are just as bad. Uh, that's why homeschooling is on the rise. Um, so to me, the answer is take those free schools, meaning publicly funded but free to the parents in terms of tuition, take them and improve them by firing every left-wing board member that wants the, the this book is gay to be on the school shelves in, in any one of those public schools. You still there, Bill? Okay, I've got a little uh, bit of a glitch on my, 
Oh yeah, I, I'm sorry, Bill. I got a glitch on my phone on, on my call screen here. So let's. Uh, I'll give you the last word. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned homeschooling because I'm a private homeschooling tutor, and that's an alternative. To, you're right. A lot of these local private schools are even worse. Hey, a girl yeah. told me at a local school they had to put condoms on zucchinis in their health class. This is oh. how bad it's gotten. That is repugnant. And yeah, and thank you, my friend. I appreciate your phone call. Uh, it's uh, 16 minutes past the hour. Bob Branson for Dennis Prager. We'll be back. So let's keep the party polite. Never get out of my sight. 21 minutes after the hour. We continue on this Friday, Memorial Day weekend Friday. On the Dennis Prager Show, Bob France sitting in. Follow me on Twitter at France Rant. Thank you to all those who already are. By the way, I, I noticed a big jump. A lot of people are, are jumping on board. I certainly appreciate that. I'm on Twitter at France Rants. You can just look for Bob France. F R A N T Z is the last name. The handle is France Rants. Parents in North Hollywood, California, plan to boycott an assembly to discuss LGBT issues for Pride Month at Satakoy Elementary School. Anybody listening from that school? An Instagram account named Satakoy Elementary Parents posted that outraged parents who share conservative values and don't feel this material is appropriate to teach to the children are planning to keep their children home from school on Groom Second because of a planned school assembly to observe LGBTQ Pride Month. The Instagram account was created to oppose the program. Attention, protest is on, groom second. We need help, we need signs, we need everyone to come. Satakoy uh, America, uh, Elementary Parents wrote on the Instagram post's caption. So that's good news. That's the kind of thing that has to happen. You know, we talk about beer drinkers boycotting Bud Light and the huge impact it has had financially on Bud Light. We talk about Target shoppers giving up their Target cards cost Target $9 billion in the last week alone. This is what has to happen. True grassroots movements. And and when it comes to the schools, we were just talking to the last caller about that's exactly what has to happen. Parents, rise up. Do not be afraid to talk to one another. Do not be afraid. You know, cancellation is a, is a serious threat to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like the confrontation. They don't want to lose friends. They don't want to lose, you know, uh, relationships with family members and so forth. So they're afraid to talk. But guess what? There are so many more people out there who feel just like you and I do. Who feel just like you and I do. And if you realize they're there, you would understand that there is safety in numbers. There is security in numbers. And we have to be there for each other. Why? One common cause. Our kids. Now, mine are grown, 21 and 19, if you can call that grown. They're still my kids, and they're still kids to me. But I don't have them in elementary school or even high school anymore. But I've got grandkids at some point in my future, God willing, if I'm blessed and if they're blessed. And I'll be damned if I'll go to my grave leaving this kind of world to my grandkids to grow up in. I'll never be able to rest eternally peacefully if if I did not know for a fact when I went that I did all I could. And I think that's what that's what these parents are doing, and that's what we all have to do. All right, eight seven seven two four three seventy seven seventy six eight Prager seven seven six. We'll go next to uh, how about uh, how about Crown Point, Indiana? That's where I think we're going to find Joe. Joe, you are on the Dennis Prager show. Fire away, sir. 
hey, Bob, uh, another way we can win the battle or do the battle is conservatives are terrible at the war on words. And every time we use their language, we slur nuns and we demean the word pleasure. They're perverts of perpetual perversion. I think that's that's, that's well said. You know, they, and you know, I I like that they are, and they call themselves sisters to, of course, reflect the sisterhood of of the Catholic Church. You know, the nuns, and they do that, and of course, also to highlight their trans identities or their drag identities that these are men posing as women, and that's why they take the word sister and they use it in Good in such them. a blasphemous way. Uh, but yep. you know, you're right about you're you're right about you know the in in in, in you know calling them perverts. What did you say, perverts of perpetual what? Perverts of perpetual perversion. That's exactly oh, just, what they oh, Okay, are. you did. Just, uh, okay, that's fine. Um, y- you know what's really bizarre, and thank you for the call, their actual name kind of does reflect the perversion you're talking about. Perpetual indulgence. What do those words mean? Perpetual means never-ending, always repeated again and again and again. Indulgence, and that's indulging whatever you, makes you feel good. They're, they're, they're not even hiding it. And, 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 and yes, it is perversion. And that's what they love, and that's what, they, that's what they're dedicated to, and that's what they can't get enough of. So the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is already enough of a slur in my estimation. But, yeah, but they are perverted, and it, does, uh, it, it certainly does blaspheme the word sisters. I understand your point. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, Evelyn, you are on the Dennis Prager Show. Bob France sitting in. Go right ahead. Hi. Um, I believe that we should uh, do what they did during the protest of um uh, you know, all the protests take their flags, their 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 little LBG flags, and burn them. That's what we should do. And they're totally blaspheming Jesus Christ when they do that. And it's absolutely. Do you know what wrong. that is, though? But you but do you know what that would be if you did such a thing, Evelyn? No, sir. It'd be a hate crime. the The oh. police the police would call that a hate crime because you okay, may or may not they, know this. Yeah, yeah, you may or may not know this, but um, somebody, and I can't, maybe in a few different occasions, but I remember hearing about it like a couple of years ago, um, they, they painted the pride flag on the on the street at a, at a school, like in front of the school building. It was like a, mm-hmm. you know, a huge, yeah, massive thing at the crosswalk there. And some driver, um, you know, burned rubber uh, on that to deface it, you know, essentially. That driver was was charged with with a hate crime because you did that oh to God. intentionally deface yeah the the flag that represents inclusivity and blah 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 and marginalized groups so forth so I get your point I want to fight fire with fire too but if we do it we run the risk of being you know being called uh, you know accused of hate crimes go ahead but why are they allowed to just burn the American flag this country. They're in a free country, and they want to carry on like that. It's 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 ridiculous. Who cares well, because, if they're transgender and all that? Let them do what they want to do, but don't do it in front of the whole world. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, and your point about burning the American flag not being a hate crime is very well received, because you're right. Burning the American flag is a statement of liberty. It's what that flag actually represents. That flag gives us the liberty to burn the flag. Odd as that sounds, that's what the the rulings basically say. But if you burn a different flag, if you burn an Islamic flag, if you burn a gay pride flag, if you burn any of those things, you will be 
charged. Why? What's the difference? The answer is is in their identification. If you are part of an identity group that is considered to be marginalized, such as LGBTQ or Islam, if you burn a BLM flag, Depending on where you do it, I would not be shocked at all if you got charged with a hate crime, because that's going to be a sign of racism. If the group whose flag you are burning is considered to be a protected class, an identity class, a marginalized class, you are going to be uh, hounded, if not charged, with a hate crime. If you burn the American flag, though, well, the American, United States of America is powerful. It's not oppressed. It's not, you know, it's not a marginalized group. That's, in fact, that's what the majority of them are straight white males, and we hate them anyway. It's fine to burn their flag. This is truth. I'm not making this up. You will indeed if you try to do that. So I'm not calling for the burning of anything or the physical confrontation. I am calling for economic sanctions on all of these groups. And that's what we must continue to do. We'll be back. I've got time for two, maybe three more phone calls before we put a wrap on this episode of the Dennis Prager Show. Again, my name is Bob France. If you liked anything you heard today, you can follow me on Twitter at France Rants, or just look for my name there, Bob France, F-R-A-N-T-Z. And I'm on WHKRadio.com from 9 to noon Eastern every day. Ted is in uh, Yonkers, New York. Hi, Ted. You're on the air. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking the call. Um, yes, sir. I originally called up and then listened to some of your callers while I was waiting. And, wow, what a great show. So I'm going to well, tie you. this all together. All right? We have Target, and we have other stores, and they don't sell American products, including Hershey's, which, by the way, makes M&M's. Okay? And they're all supported, and they're actually Hershey's came out with a statement saying their number one target internationally for the next two years is China. And then you talked about the presidential race and Ron DeSantis, how well we were working with China to get our benefits under Donald Trump. And when he left, that all went out the window, and all this woke stuff seemed to ramp up. So, yeah. Go ahead and finish your thought. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you put it all together, to me, it's China just undermining the United States of America and trying to weaken us. Well, there's no doubt that is happening. This is why, again, we might not call them an enemy, but they're an adversary. And thank you. And, and maybe our our, our worst, uh, you know, um, you know, global 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 economic uh, uh, enemy, if you will, or or or, or concern. Uh, however, you want to phrase that. Um, yeah, uh, China is absolutely trying to take us down from inside. Are they supportive of some of the uh, culture wars? You better believe they are. You know, they're they're mocking our military. I'll give you an example. You know, that ridiculous Navy, and now the Air Force, by the way, has one up them. That Navy promotion or advertisement for recruiting with a, with a drag queen. China is having a field day with that as they continue to train not only their own soldiers and their own military for a potential conflict with us over Taiwan. China is training everybody in their country, civilians, to kill in the event of, uh, of an invasion, especially if something happens over Taiwan. They are literally preparing for everything. So they're trying to take us down from within. They're absolutely fostering this wokeness and this, uh, you know, this LGBTQ nonsense that is going on here that is dividing us and weakening our military. Uh, so, yeah, I agree 100%. China is our biggest global 
uh, foe in terms of economic uh, uh, impact, in terms of military threat and beyond. They are just truly all of that. Uh, I'm told that we don't have time for another call, and I apologize for that. I have a lot of people still sitting there, but unfortunately, that's the way the clock runs. Uh, I want to say thank you before we wrap to uh, Sean and to Richard and to who else is on the team back there? Who's with me today? Zach. Zach and Alejandro, thank you to everybody who's on Dennis, and Alan, of course, as well. And thanks to Dennis Prager for letting me sit in on his show. It is my pleasure, and thanks to you. I want you to have a a wonderful weekend. Be well, be safe, stay free, and be proud of this country. I'll see you next time. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.